welcome to another episode of Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Uh, here we are with part two of God's chosen people. On part one, the lesson was about the history of the Jewish nation and all of the evidence in which proves their existence today. God promised the land of Israel to them 4,000 years ago. And the evidence is not only found within Israel, but all the surrounding nations as well. This includes an overwhelming amount of history, um, scriptural, archaeological evidence that proves the Jewish people have always lived in their land. This lesson will include the future of a Jewish nation and how the prophecies of God's word reveals how much of God's plan has already been fulfilled uh, and what is to come in the future. Okay, and here is the takeaway from the lesson today, and that is the Jewish nation existing today after so many attempts of genocide is truly a miracle that only God in His power is able to do. When we think about the very meaning of the word Israel, which means the one who struggles with God, it is remarkable how the Jewish people have indeed been struggling with God. Even on that day, he brought them out of Egypt. In spite of seeing ten plagues, uh, a pillar of cloud and fire, and so many more miracles, um, they still have been struggling uh, with God. Although there is, a, uh, there is still unbelief in Jesus Christ as Lord among most Jews, uh, which is required for true salvation, so even though you're Jewish, uh, you're not born automatically saved. You do need to trust, obey, and believe that Jesus is Lord and God. Uh, there is coming a day in which all the Jews will acknowledge him as God, um, and God will once again use the Jewish people and the Jewish nation to do his great works. Okay, and with that said, let's go into the first passage of scripture here. This is uh, Ezekiel 37. Um, in this passage of scripture, we will see the wondrous prophecy being fulfilled in 1948, the return of the Jews to their land. Uh, keep in mind, just three years earlier, they were almost wiped out by the Germans, who was actually Satan pulling the strings behind the Germans. Uh, this was simply another failed attempt of genocide on the Jews. Satan knows God's plans and does not want to see it play out. This prophecy goes beyond just people reclaiming their land, but even the land itself was a wasteland in which not even one crop or one tree would grow. Over the past 75 years, we have seen the land itself flourish and now yields enormous amounts of crops. And the land has once again been blessed by God. So here we go with Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And so this is Ezekiel speaking. And he led me around among them, and behold... There were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. 
Um, that's simply if when you think about it, it, when the bones are very dry, that means they've been dead for a long time, right? Verse three, and he said to me, "Son of man, can these bones live?" And I answered, "O Lord God, you know." Then he said to me, "Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord." Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. The bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O, o breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied. As he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open up your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open up your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land, Israel, right? Then you shall know that I am the Lord I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So in verse 4 through 6, when it says prophesy over these bones, that refers to God's pledge to reassemble Israelites from the world and restore the nation of Israel to life and give them his spirit and true salvation and spiritual life. Clearly, God is promising the resurrection of the nation of Israel and it's spiritual regeneration. So, uh, you know, they, they've been scattered all throughout the world for more than 2,000 years. Um, when they were uh, massacred after uh, Jesus' resurrection, over in 70 AD, over a million of them were massacred, crucified, and uh, persecuted. They scattered all throughout the world. Um, that's where they've been for thousands of years. They have never disappeared, like some people say. So a lot of Palestinians who are brainwashed, and if you have been misinformed that they never existed before 1948, which is, you know, a huge deception, because there's so much evidence. You can just simply Google search and find out for yourself that um, Palestine did not become a country until 135 um, or a nation until 135 A.D. when the Emperor Hedron renamed it that land to insult the Jews because he hated the Jews. And the, the very word Palestinian or Palestine has come from the Philistines that the, um, who were one of the ancient enemies of the Israelites. 
Um, and the very meaning of the word is invaders. So, um, you know, you go by the meaning, you go by history, you go by, uh, I mean, we have recorded history. It's not hard. You, see, you know, too many people are just listening to other people's opinions and not really wanting to search the truth, right? Um, but we have recorded history for thousands of years. And so this is just simply a matter of if someone wants to know the truth or not, or you want to hear other people's opinions. And so I encourage, I highly encourage anybody and everybody that, uh, first of all, the Bible, God's word, is the source of all truth, right? He said not stroke, not one stroke, not one dot will disappear from these pages until the end of time um, because his word is forever. All right, so now going on to uh, the next scripture is Zechariah 12, 1 through 5. The Lord will give salvation uh, is the title of this passage. Uh, the oracle of the word of the Lord concerning Israel. Thus declares the Lord, who stretched out the heavens and founded the earth and formed the spirit of man within him. Behold, I am about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples. The siege of Jerusalem will also be against Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will surely hurt themselves. And all the nations of the earth will gather against it. On that day, declares the Lord, I will strike every horse with panic and its rider with madness. But for the sake of the house of Judah, I will keep my eyes open when I strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. When the clans of Judah say to themselves, the inhabitants of Jerusalem have strength through the Lord of hosts, their God. So here we're talking about the end time um, prophecy of uh, and we're starting to already see that happen when the nations are gathering, all the nations, surrounding nations, the coalitions um, are gathering to wipe out the Jews. Um, and so this is going to be towards the end times and we're getting closer each and every day. Um, so in this passage of scripture, we see what is happening now and how the truth of God's word keeps unveiling with the growing conflict in Israel and what will ultimately happen in the future. In verse 1 where it says, uh, Oracle concerning Israel refers to the prophecy describing a future siege against the nation of Israel, indicating that there would be a significant devastation before there was repentance and conversion. So they're going to have to go through so a lot more uh, hardships, uh, they will, to really start to turn to God for salvation. In verse 2 where it says, I'm about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples. Refers to Jerusalem being pictured as a large basin from which the nations will figuratively drink with eagerness, uh, only to find themselves becoming intoxicated, uh, disoriented, and thus easy prey for divine judgment at the end of Daniel's 70th week, uh, in the Battle of Armageddon when nations uh, you know, go against Israel. And so, yeah, this, this passage of Scripture is also a direct connection with Daniel and Revelation. And so we're about to see um, it happen really soon, I think, um, as God is, God's return, imminent return is getting closer with each day. And the conflict in, in Israel is growing each day. All right, so the next passage of Scripture is in Revelation 7, 
1 through 14. So in this passage of scripture, we see the refined uh, chosen Jews who will not only become saved, but serve the Lord by spreading the gospel during the seven-year tribulation. Uh, these are the final years. The tribulation is uh, the final years, uh, the seven final years of the world we are currently living in. Um, so uh, the title of this passage is called The 144,000 of Israel Sealed. So verses 1 through 14, After I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, that no wind might blow on earth or sea or against any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Uh, That's figuratively, right? Um, it's not like a physical, you know, a seal on the forehead. It's just figuratively speaking. Um, and that they have been chosen, set aside, um, predestined. And I have heard the number of the sealed, 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 12,000 from the tribe of Judah was sealed. 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben. 12,000 from the tribe of Gad. 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, and 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So in this, you know, scripture, you know, we see the um, tribulation saints. So, you know, saints, another word for holy people that have been saved um, during such persecution where there's going to be worldwide persecution, not just the Jews and the genocide of the Jews. um, But anybody and everybody who wants to believe in God and his word and have salvation in Jesus Christ. So in verse 4, the 144,000 refers to the missionary corps of redeemed Jews who are instrumental in the salvation of many Jews and Gentiles during the tribulation. They will be the first fruits of a new redeemed Israel. Finally, Israel will be the witness nation it refused to be in the Old Testament. 
And so, you know, a quick side note with this, uh, and that's an amazing, amazing prophecy about uh, why um, and how uh, God will keep Israel alive and well. Uh, they will go through a lot more struggling, of course, but you know, ultimately, they will be redeemed. They will be saved, and God will use them to spread the gospel all throughout the earth. Um, but a quick side note here, a uh, quick reference to uh, if you know uh, Jehovah Witnesses and what they believe, or if you are one yourself, um, you know, there's a question here that, you know, there's a belief in that uh, cult that says uh, 144,000 that you are to be a part of, or you think you're, you're a part of yourself. Well, then my question to you is, what tribe are you from? And are you a virgin? Right? Do you speak Hebrew? All right. So all the if if all, if all these questions are uh, no, then obviously you're not a part of the whole 144,000. There is no such thing as uh, only 144,000 being saved or um, along something along those lines. So uh, this is that is a very very dangerous way to misinterpret scripture, um, and you clearly know true doctrine versus false doctrine, but how you can connect all of Scripture together, right? So on this episode, you have seen how Scripture connects from book to book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It all connects. There's a chronology from Genesis to Revelation. There is a chronology there, right? So it's easy to just pick and choose from verses by verse, verses here and there to uh, making your own narrative, which many cults and many false doctrines do. So, you know, and, and this is a clear way how uh, the Jehovah Witnesses take this completely out of context um, and, and use that to make people try to earn salvation, knocking on doors or whatever, standing on the road, standing on the road and handing out pamphlets or mailing pamphlets to people, thinking that you have to be a part of this uh, you know, group of 144,000 when it clearly has nothing to do with Gentiles. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, I encourage you to arm yourself with the truth um, and that if you know somebody believing in that, share the truth with them. Uh, and if you or if you or you yourself or have been a part of that, um, to really learn the truth and come out of it. All right, and here's a response for the episode and this lesson is that how many people do you know that believe in anti-Semitism, which means hatred of the Jews, or know someone that does believe in anti-Semitism? If you know someone, the most loving act you can do for them is to tell them the truth about how you know God's promise is has always been there for the Jewish people and always will be. Uh, not only should we tell those around us, like the people that we know, but also to anyone and everyone around us. Anyone you meet, anyone spreading a false doctrine, anyone spreading a lie, a deception that uh, the Jewish people should be hated and killed or murdered. Um, that is straight from Satan. And so we who have chosen a life to serve Christ Jesus are called to be a beacon of light, a beacon of hope and the salt 
to slow down the decay that is rotting the world. And with that said, now you know a little bit more about God's chosen people.